What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. The time has come to get into one of the most impactful artists in the SoundCloud generation. And I'm talking about none other than Little Uzi Vert himself as he has officially broken the hip hop curse of not being able to get number one simply because this man morgan wallen doesn't want any hip-hop artist to eat like this man has been number one for 15 non-consecutive weeks which means that he took a break from being number one and then he came back to being number one so now that the curse has been broken by none other than the soundcloud king little uzi vert we have our first number one hip-hop album as far as first week sales of 2023. Now, that's a huge accomplishment in itself. And because of that, I took it upon myself to bring one of my close friends onto the pod and discuss some of the things surrounding the album, some of his favorite tracks. Uh, and then I have a I have a few questions in general because me and him go back and forth all the time, like off mic, about just different happenings in the music industry so i'm glad to have him on the pod now as this was uh, a long time coming i definitely wanted to have him on at some point but i have none other than uh jada and he's uh getting ready to start his own channel with his um covering of leaked music and well i'm gonna let him speak for himself and kind of tell you what he's uh getting started well what he's about to get started with but yeah uh none other than jada is joining us on the pod so um so yeah i'm making a tiktok soon it's already made i start posting you but i'm gonna be posting like about like uzi Yeah, just to uh, reiterate it, because it was breaking up just a little bit. You said on TikTok is Hidden Leak Village. Yes, sir. Hidden Leak Village. So just in case uh, you want to go follow him before he gets uh, started up on that TikTok, and he's be, uh, you're covering like everything from all like the little Uzi verse to the Juice World leak music, right? Like all the underground happenings that people may not may or may not be aware of just kind of getting a, a gauge of of what you I'll like some like drake some more mainstream artists too yeah so i think in general like a lot yeah. of people will probably be informed on that channel because you, you know I'll, you said what Because in general, I feel like a lot of people don't 
are or just are not knowledgeable of all of the music that's coming out in the underground as far as like all of the leaks because me myself even being what i call a student of the game and and knowing a lot of the behind the scenes works of what artists are doing even sometimes the leaks are too much for me so i know a channel dedicated to covering those leaks would definitely be informative for a lot of people and i think it's one of those type of things that um will be very interesting to see how it goes in the future but um besides that are you ready to get into little uzi verse pink tape man i'm ready man so of course i know you're you're little uzi verse number one fan but i have to ask you this and i just you know was little uzi verse pink tape a good or bad album and also what is your overall opinion on the album okay so to me the album is a good album because there's there's a bunch of listenable songs right and there's a couple of rock songs on there which is uzi being experimental but he didn't do terrible on those songs. It's just not a lot of people's vibe. But if you can tap into the vibe that he's going for, I feel like he did great on the whole album. Um, I'm not going to say it's one of his best albums, but it's definitely not a bad album. But it's just not what the people were expecting. Uh, but to me, the album was good. He had a couple of uh, his snippets that he previewed on there. Like, I Gotta, um, Ridiculous, as, as it was called before it came out. Uh, so that was fire to hear that. Pluto to Mars was on there, and he snipped, that was a snippet. Uh, Mama, I'm Sorry, that was a snippet, too. So he dropped some snippets that some of his fans wanted, and I thought that was fire. Like, we've been waiting for those for a little bit since, like, 2021, I'm pretty sure. So it was good to get those songs off on the album. So I think it was good. So what is the deal with Little Uzi Vert fans and all of the leaks and, and snippets? Because I feel like, does Little Uzi have the most leaks out of any artist? So I don't know if he has the most, because Juice Rail has a bunch of leaks too. And Cardi, and yeah, a lot of people have a lot of leaks. But he does have a bunch of leaks. And he has, like, he'll, like, just randomly get on live or something or somebody will randomly just leak music out of nowhere or like a snippet will come out but he has so much snippets it's insane yeah that's that's kind of how i was perceiving it because from the outside looking in it's like this man can't make a song without it leaking the the next day the following day it's like that would be frustrating for an artist i would assume but somehow he was able to give us would you say it's mostly new music on this album? Yeah, I would say it's mostly new music. Um, of course, well, leaks, of course, and uh, Zoom. But other than those I've said, I'm pretty sure they're all brand new. Okay, because that's what I was wondering. I was hoping like enough of his music was was knew enough to make it feel like a whole entire uh fresh body of work but getting into the overall album um 
the first week sales is kind of what I wanted to touch on from from my side of things as I know that he sold more in the past when it came to first week sales when uh back in 2017 with uh, love is race 2 and then in 2020 of course you know you can't forget eternal take and the amount of sales that did but I believe was that um oh, okay no that that was the um I'm thinking of Pluto and baby Pluto. So that did around 200,000 first week. And I know love is race Two and eternally take did. Was that around 280 to 300,000 first week? Cause I think that was his highest selling albums of all time. Love is race Two and eternal take. So if I'm off with that, just let me know, but I'm pretty sure that's like, correct. No, that's right. That's, that's right. So, it surprised a lot of, I don't know if it surprised you, but it surprised a lot of Uzi fans when this man put out a red and white EP and only sold 20,000 first week. But technically, it was an EP, but I think the 20,000 threw a lot of fans off to make think. So a lot of people were saying after that that Uzi was quote-unquote washed up because of the uh, perception from fans surrounding eternal take as far as quality wise and then for him following that up well after the mixtape he did with future him following that up with the ep red and white i don't know why artists like that put out an ep when they know if the if the numbers aren't there the disregarding the the little amount of tracks that's on it people are going to look at their first week sales and they're just gonna ignorantly say he he like fell off or washed up did you ever so you as a uzi fan yourself did you ever at any point in time think that uzi may have been falling off in this in this uh 2020 20 to 23 run me as a uzi fan no because i'm and I'm in the underground. I'm getting all the leaks. I'm hearing his flow evolve. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm in the back, like, listening to all this. So I'm just seeing him go up while other people that are not listening to leaks, which is most people that listen to music, are saying he's falling off because he's not releasing music. And then he releases this little throwaway little EP. So from my point of view, no. But, yeah, to everybody else, he is. Okay. Yeah, that's I always wonder about that cuz me, you know, I am a huge Drake fan as you definitely know, but you know, my audience at this point has been conditioned to know that I think Drake is just the goat of music. And in every conversation I bring him up, but there's never been a point where I was just like, "Oh, Drake's falling off." And for Little Uzi Vert, I feel like people were starting to say that and trying to point to the fact that um he was going kind of a satanic marketing route maybe not personally but as far as marketing he was doing a lot of things as far as the upside down cross the wearing the devil um like devil having de devilish imagery and just really playing off of the fact that he may be satanic as far as his marketing strategy how did that affect you as a uzi fan honestly if I wasn't as big as an Uzi fan as I am, that probably would have shook me more. But I feel like a lot of his music doesn't talk satanically. Like, his image, yeah, is, is getting put satanically, but you can say the same thing for, like, Cardi or, like, I feel like a lot of, of this newer gen 
artists have the satanic like advertisement, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't really take it too deeply, but if it starts converting into his music, then you might see a change. But as long as his music is still vibey and melodic, I'm cool. Yeah, so I was always wondering about that because if Drake started to do some weird stuff with like satanic type uh, marketing, I may have started to actually think myself that he was falling off. Like currently, I know you've seen the picture of him painting his nails and obviously, you know, he had a little, not no pun intended, but he had a little Yachty influence uh, with that type of uh, marketing strategy. But I think that compared to like satanic type marketing strategies is a, is a little is a little different when it comes to the level of um the the level of uh that's i don't even know the word but how desperate it looks on a marketing aspect it seems like you're trying to um tap into an audience in in a way that that's very unappealing to most people but anyways i just wanted to touch on that so um what else out? Oh, so top five tracks. That's something I wanted to get into. I will also give my top five tr- tracks. I've been get, letting you get your uh, opinion off because, you know, people hear me talking all the time on this platform. So <laughs> so I just want to uh, let you get your opinions off. So what is your uh, favorite, well, top five favorite tracks on the pink tape? All right. Top five, no order. No order, though. Uh, it's still it's still hard because I'm still listening to all the songs. I'm still playing back a couple of songs. So, but my top five would probably be "Flooded the Face." Uh, okay. Crush them up. No, crush them. Okay. Um, I like rehab a lot. I was gonna ask okay. you about that. Do you know any of the behind the scenes about that? Was like, was that a real story, or was he just making up something? I think it had to be because he was gone for like three years again, like back after he just came back from three years. So something has to be going on with his mental, mental, I don't know. So I think it's true. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have to look into that because, well, sorry, I'm going to let you finish your uh, list. But yeah, I had, that was uh, one of the ones I had questions about. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, Rehab, I think it was three. Sade, four. and. I'm going to say All Alone because I wasn't going to put any songs that I already knew before, but that's why I was just gassed, so I'm going to put that in there. Yeah, All Alone is pretty fire. So if I had to give my list, because uh, I did listen to the album, so I did listen to it, and I've been listening to it uh, continuously, I might say. Like, it's not one of those projects where I listened to it and just left it. Like, I actually enjoy a good amount of songs on this album. So I would say, for me, my top five, would be uh i don't even know how to say this is it uh, nakamura i don't know how to say that is that like yeah. anime wwe like what is that that's a he's a wwe uh fighter i don't okay. know who that is honestly but hey do you Uzi? yeah what was your first uh i don't know so for me that is my favorite song off of this album like by far so like okay. what, what did you think of that like specific song um honestly that wasn't my vibe but i like it because for other people it is a vibe like i see a lot of people that 
do like this song a lot. So, hey. Because for me, uh, yeah, for me, I'm imagining he's making this album under the pretense that I'm going to perform this live. Like, obviously, yeah. every rap artist performs their music live, but it seems like Little Uzi Vert went into the studio with the mindset, I'm going to perform this live. And what Naka, I still can't say it. It's Nakamura. I don't know how to say that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever is uh, pronounced, pronunciation. I feel like he made this song specifically to be performed live. And I mean, I think the entire album he made to be performed live, but that track specifically, I think meshed with the replay value and the quality in a way that, I don't know, for me, it just overtook the entire album. But all right, so getting to my number two, I would say that Flooded the Face simply because that's a great way to start off an album. Like, you know, and I know, and you know that I know that Little Uzi Vert, Young Thug, and Cardi and them are sometimes suspect in the way they dress. Yeah, so the way right. that he yeah, so the way that he started off his album, it, it just like addressed that off of the off of the bat, like off the rip. Like usually for an album, yeah, an album intro. You know, maybe you get to something else. He got straight into the gay alle uh, allegations. And he was like, first of all, like, how could you think Lil Uzi? Yeah, he shut that down real quick. And then the bars after that, you know, I can't say because it's a PG podcast, but let's just say he went on a pretty nice flow. And throughout the rest of that track, it was just straight fire. So that's my number two favorite track off the album. And then number three, I would definitely have to say, Mama, I'm sorry. Cause I think in general it just sounds like more of old Uzi. I don't know why, but it gives me that vibe of old Uzi when I listen to that track. Just the way it starts off and just the pattern of it reminds me of um, I won't say Love Is Rage, but uh, Little Uzi Vert versus the World. That's what it reminded me of. Like Mama, I'm sorry, kind of took me back to those OG days. And then oh my, I'm at uh, four. I like Days Come and Go because I feel like you said what. Oh, I just say yeah. Yeah, so I think Days Come and Go is, I don't know, that's more of a positive track for me. Like, I really enjoyed the, like, the amount of positivity that came from that track. Um, like, he was like, Days Come and Go, but my love is here to stay. I was like, oh, look at Lil Uzi making a positive track. You know what I mean? <laughs> but honestly, I'm going to have to switch that out for Pluto to Mars because I think that song is just straight fire. Like, Pluto to Mars is straight heat. So that'll probably come in at number four for me. And then number five, I would have to say rehab because if this is a a, a real a incident that happened in his life, like that takes a lot of like guts to put this out on the album. It kind of reminded me of when Drake had that uh, track off of uh, Scorpion. I forget what it was. It was, it was March. It was March something. And he was basically talking about his kid and, you know, his kid coming to the world and stuff. Oh yeah, March 14th is like the final track off of Scorpion. And it was kind of like that um, revelation of, oh, I have a kid now and I'm letting you know for the first time, even though, you know, technically Pusha did it, but that's another <laughs> hey, that's another segment for another day. But uh, just the vulnerability, to the amount of vulnerability in that track, I think made it, in, like made my, it's why it made my top five list. Like, other than his vulnerability, I don't know if I would have that on my top five, but the stuff he was saying, if that really went on to open up about that stuff, because like mental health is no joke. So for him to open up about that and put it on an actual album, 
it's uh I'm not gonna lie, that's it's, it's pretty inspiring for most other art, art artists out there to to know that on this very commercialized, publicized album, you could put out this type of vulnerability. And that's why I say it reminded me of Drake, because you know, Drake's notorious for telling us about his life on his album. So um and you know that's one thing i always uh critique a lot with uzi and you know we, we talk about this behind the scenes all the time but i'm always saying that uzi doesn't say anything in his music and i, I feel like you i don't know if you disagreed or you said like didn't matter i forget which one you said but um yeah that's just one of the things that i noticed it was like i'm not getting anything from uzi's life from these albums i don't know what would you say about that yeah um, I would say that Uzi really does go more for a vibe, like that's how like the Cardi vibe, you know, the you know the Cardi vibe, like just saying the same words over and over, kinda. But yeah, Uzi was like a step above that. I feel like like he would say something over, but then he could keep going and like say different stuff. But he's not really trying to talk about his life in a sense. But I feel like if Uzi wanted to. Yeah, I feel like the frustrating thing about him, like not really saying anything, is that we've seen Little Uzi freestyle and he's like actually good at rapping. So when he does like, you know, the repetitive um, type of songs and stuff, it just throws me off on why we're not hearing more about his life because he can really freestyle. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, I don't know, that just You said what? What'd you say? Trying to get us lit. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean basically um that's what the whole album is kind of. And um yeah, I don't know, it just threw me off cuz I'm like usually rappers who go that format like a Playboy Cardi or whatever, I'm not going to say they can't rap, but I've never seen them. With Uzi, I've seen him just freestyle with like random rappers and he'll actually be flowing and coming up with like different double and triple entendres by himself freestyling so i'm like how come he doesn't do that when he's making what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba in these albums but obviously you know it's working for him so so you know i'm not judging or critiquing him i've just always wondered that uh aspect of it but one of the last things i was wanted to get into um was well also i forgot uh was so my top five was any track on there that you was just like why'd you put that on there or no um i can tell you my top five again if you want me to yeah, the only one that I don't really like that you said was not far, but 
it's not a bad song. It's just not in my top songs on the album. But Pluto Mars, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Mom, sorry, was like the song I wanted the most on the album from all the snippets they released. So yeah, be that one there. That one is hard, and Mars is hard too. So, so yeah, your list was your was valid. Appreciate, it. I appreciate it. You know, I try, but, I try to listen wait, to Uzi. You I, know, I, it wasn't. I have one question. You said what? Oh, I got one question though for you. All right, let me hear it. Uh, how did you feel about? the features on the album you know it's so funny i had that as uh one of my questions but um you already know what i'm gonna say you already know what i'm gonna say where's drake man where's the goat where's aubrey graham on this album we literally have a song on youtube sitting on youtube called at the gates by little uzi vert and drake and this would have been a perfect album to put it on Hey, you know what? Uzi, Uzi trying to work, but look, Love Is Race Three. He put that in his bio. He said, "If you get this album to number one, he's dropping a new album." So I really think Drake could be on that album. Actually, like, no joke. So you know what I think? I think that he literally just said that so he could outsell that Morgan Wallen guy. Because if you don't. Morgan Wallen has been having a unprecedented, like a bad bunny type run on the charts. Like he's been number one for this whole entire, uh, let me see, four, eight, 12, 15, for like four months straight. Well, I said non-consecutive. So I guess one of the weeks he wasn't number one, but he's been number one every week besides that for 15 weeks. So Uzi was probably panicking a little bit and he was like, bro, I got to get, cause think about it. This is the first number one that a hip hop album has had. So Uzi, I think he only said that because he knew that Morgan Wallen could end up overtaking that number one spot. Cause he still sold a, a lot. I would have to look at how much he sold, but he still sold close to the pink tape. So I think he just, um, told his fans that so he could get that number one, um, first, week sales as far as album so i don't even think love is raised yeah, three I, is coming so that's my personal opinion yeah i think it is a little bit of that but at the same time i feel like uzi really did just drop a experimental more experimental album so like it's a more of a performing album like you said like a concert album so i feel like he he has a lot of songs that the Uzi community does want and we thought we were getting. So I think he is saving those for Love is Race That's why he is kind of trying to promote Love is Race 3 now because he's saying, I'm going to give y'all what y'all really want. So uh, we, we will see. So you're you're on the side of he's actually going to drop another album. Yeah. Okay. He has so much more music. It's It's, it's crazy. I respect it. Yeah, because they said Morgan Wallen was projected to do around 120,000 first week. And think about it, this is like his 16th or 17th week since the album's been out. Like, this is actually insane, the amount of numbers he's doing. So, <clears throat> I mean, Pink Tape just is, yeah, Pink Tape is projected to do around 165,000 uh, first week. Uh, so, yeah, it, it would clear 
that number, but I mean, you know, for forty thousand for Morgan Wallen, it, it, it could have easily caught up to it. So that's probably why Uzi was like, let's uh, put put a little bit more uh, of a gap between those two albums so he could officially have that number one. But we'll see. Hopefully, he drops the album. Um, I don't think him and Drake are like beefing, but at this point, like. Where is the Drake and Uzi music? Like, like I talked about it in a previous segment, but for Uzi and Drake to be at the top of their respective games, like, you know, Drake's more of the lyrical side. Uzi's more of the SoundCloud era side. And they're both like kings of that era specific, like genre, I guess, but or subgenre. But why have they never came together? Because even Drake and Playboy Cardi came together, I believe, but I think that song is like okay. But I don't know. I just think if Drake and Uzi made a track, it would just be fire. And I mean, At the Gates showed me that. So I don't know. But I don't want to stick too much on that topic because you asked about the features specifically on this album, right? Like, yeah. So, um, you already know how I feel about Travis Scott. Uh, you know, every time I talk about him, I'm definitely bringing up the Astro World situation because I'm not letting that go. And until the, cause I know he was just uh, cleared of charges as far as like being charged for it, um, the incident. But you know, for me personally, the way I've covered or just seen his career go throughout the whole his touring, and the way that he uh, just promotes his crowds to do certain things, like you could see this happening. But anyway, that's besides the point. I don't want to harp on Travis Scott, so I'm not even that that track. Um, I'm not going to review, but the Nicki Minaj one, I will say, is that or the Don Tolliver one for me? Because the other, the Bring Me the Horizon and Baby Metal features on here, I think it's more of the exper- uh, experimental lane that's ultimately yeah. not for me like i'm looking at the album right now and I, and I have those like grayed out you know how you can like hide a song so it doesn't play when you hit shuffle <laughs> so so that oh, just yeah. was not for I me deleted, like hey i deleted those things yeah like those experimental experimental tracks that he had with those artists was not for me in the slightest but i would say if it was between don Tolliver and nikki I would have to say Nicki, and not because of Nicki Minaj, but oh, even though she had a phenomenal verse, but I really enjoyed Uzi's chorus or his hook on that track, like what he comes on with at the beginning of the track. Yeah, I agree. Like, um, let me pull it up. He basically says, uh, well, you know, I can't say it like he said it, but basically, you know, he has that hook. And he repeats that throughout the track. And I think that's just like so fire. And then Nikki comes on and adds her like lyricism type of, you know, she said like, even if uh, I was Natalie Nunn, these girls or, you know, Expedive still can't chin check me, which I looked up Natalie Nunn and I was like, that is bullying. That is honestly bullying. I don't know if you've seen Natalie Nunn or her face, but how come nobody says nothing yeah, when another woman points out another woman's features in a negative way but you know that's besides the point you know what i mean maybe i'm tripping you know maybe Nicki minaj is not bullying maybe she's just pointing out an obvious fact you know but anyways that's besides the point so hey, i think Nikki, she can do what she wants 
Yeah, Nikki just says whatever. Like, Nikki can come out, call a girl ugly. And, I mean, she literally said that Lotto looked like an old woman. And then everybody was like, yeah, you're right, Nikki. She does. I'm like, okay. All right, but if a guy said that. But anyways, that's besides the point. So, so, but I do think that's probably my favorite uh, feature off of the album. Because, I don't know, Uzi and Nikki is an interesting collab. And I think they made it work for this album. But what, what about you? What's your favorite uh, feature favorite on here? Feature? Yeah, honestly, the best feature is the Nicki Minaj one. I'm not even gonna lie, I'm gonna keep it 100. Um, yeah, because they both just went back and forth and they was both flowing. I was like, hey, this is this, this, this is a little beautiful right here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was but like a real collab, I, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, that's true, but I do like the Travis Scott feature just because, like, that song actually was previewed a little bit before too, because Travis Scott had like a listening party or something. And he invited Uzi, and then they performed it on the stage or whatever. But they changed the beat in the middle of the song, which it wasn't like that before. And it surprised me. That hit So the song really just hit harder. And Travis Scott did have a decent verse. I'm not going to say it was like a great verse, but Travis Scott sometimes tends to sell on verses, unless it's with like Drake. He always goes crazy when he's with Drake, but... He tends to sell in verses sometimes, but this verse, his voice was good. You know what I'm saying? His, people that mixed his voice did a good job this time. So I feel like it was a, it was a good yeah, that's feature. A, that's another interesting thing. Have you ever looked into like Uzi or Travis or who's another one? Uh, Playbook Cardi producer. Like, do they ever speak on how they mix and master the vo- uh, those artists' vocals? Or is that just like supposed to be mysterious and never to find out i think i know for cardi anyways it's more mysterious but like uzi um i know he has a couple different engineers but uh so like when he changes engineers you can definitely tell but i only know of one engineer and it's a girl i forgot her name like i i don't even remember I think it's more thing for most artists. So, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, if I was, which track do you think had the best, like, mastering, like, mix and mastering off of this? Oh, let me look at the, let me look at it real quick. The best mastering. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Crushem, bro. I just like the way Crushem sound, sounded. It went, it's not like his vocals were like perfect and he switched his flow. It just, it was just all sounded great. Okay. Yeah. I asked that so I could pull up the details. So, um, it was produced by Cannon, which, you know, Cannon, he has, <laughs> he has that funny, uh, tag was like Cannon, you know, like every time that's something hilarious. I'm like, bro, that man has to come up with a better producer tag, but that's besides the point. But, um, Q beats, I don't know who that is. And one, one Degur. Do you like recognize any of those names? Mm-hmm. That's one of the things. Producers oh, is more behind the scenes. Unless you're Metro or a uh, Hip Boy or Tay Keith, like or DJ Drama, like it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's a lot. No, there's actually a lot. But I mean, you know, yeah, when you're featured, like you you said what? I said, do you like Pierre? Hey, yo, Pierre, I, you want to come out here? Oh yeah, okay, that tag is classic. But um, as far as Pierre. Um, 
Honestly, I haven't heard anything he's been on lately. Is he on this album? Mm-hmm. Uh, nah. But he's like he's usually with he's usually with Cardi, and he's on the XXL uh, freshman. He's producing that, so he's making the beats for that and all that. So, oh, that's good for him. Yeah, that that list yeah. looks amazing. I know DJ Drama did it the year before, or maybe it was like two years before. But I know they do get like highly, mm-hmm. um, you know, highly. Um, Fam- I don't even know the word. Famous producers to be on there, like as far as like quality wise. But anyways, um, I wanted to get into there's something else I wanted to get into. Oh yeah, okay. So this is the ultimate question, you know, the wrap up because you know I definitely want to respect your time. I know you got millionaire billionaire meetings to you know to uh to to call into. So you know I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh let's let's get into the last question now after reviewing this album going over the sales which this is as people can see on the uh screen now you know a shameless plug uh analytic dreams video on spotify to look at the video version of this whole entire segment but as you see on the screen now with this becoming the first number one rap album in 2023 as far as first week sales and with the pink tape having the marketing campaign they did before the album even came out with the trailer which i never seen it that's another thing uh let's okay so like uh quick thoughts on the uh reveal trailer for the album the anime type trailer what did you think about that i i thought it was I thought it was so far because I was not expecting it at all. I was just chilling on my phone and I see trailer. I'm like, what is this? And he got his own little movie. You know what I'm saying? No rappers is really doing that. Who's acting out here? What rappers acting for their own soundtrack? You know, well, Mr. Movement kind of kind of did in Spider Man, but he was just in a little scene. But I thought it was fire. So yeah, because the the cost of production for for that trailer i was just seeing like i know that was through the roof like people was like hey even marvel cgi ain't this good i was like ain't no way <laughs> i like ain't no way but anyways with all That's that crazy. yeah with all that build up into the pink tape and then to finally get the album to get all what 26 tracks and what was the runtime the runtime was an hour and 27 minutes of content do you think that this is album of the year album of the year so far yep yes yes i think this album the only other album that could compete right now i feel like is gunners and i feel like this album has more songs than gunners gunners had good music but Uzi has more, more qu- quantity and quality too at the same time. So I feel like right now, this is album of the year. You know, after listening to the album over and over and picking out my favorite songs, and that's the thing, when you put out this many tracks, you can kind of make your own playlist of your favorite tracks. So I've been listening to the favorite tracks of that album. And I mean, I would have to say that I would not be mad at somebody saying that this is their album of the year because the from the marketing rollout to the actual amount of content we got from it um from the features from the really the experimental side of it artists don't experiment because they're scared of the numbers but for uzi 
and I mean other artists, including like you know Cardi, Kanye does it a lot. But you know, just the ways you experiment from album to album, I don't know if it's as appreciated for average or not average, but you know, for for the common hip hop fan, because you know they want to hear rap. So mm-hmm. I won't be mad at somebody saying this is their favorite album of the year. Now, as far as a hip hop album. I'd be interested to see where this falls under the category because I know for Nicki Minaj's uh, most popular track, I forget what it was called, but it was literally her her first track ever to go number one. And the Grammys labeled it as an urban track simply because of the, um, simply because of the, the sample she had. I'm trying to find what it was called. Oh, uh, super freaky girl. So yeah, I mean, that was, that's the name of the track. I'm not even trying to be funny. That I'll be that's, that's what it's called. Super freaky girl by Nicki Minaj was the most popular track like ever because it reached number one. I mean, as far as like um the the time it took from release date to reaching number one was the fastest she ever had in her career. But it had this sample that kept happening over and over again in the in the single to the point where the Grammys. Because Nicki Minaj was irate because this happened. Grammys put this in the urban category where she ended up losing to like a Taylor Swift or Adele, somebody. She she but if she was in the hip hop category, she would have easily won. So do you think Dang. well, I mean, it this is actually a hard question. But um mm-hmm. I'm under the impression that the Grammys won't put this under a hip hop album. What do you think? I I don't know, honestly. I feel like just because it's a little Uzi Vert, I feel like they will put it in hip hop. But there really is like a bunch of rock songs on here, so I could see. I could honestly see them doing either or, bruh. But yeah, either or. I don't know, honestly. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, I that's like what I was wondering. If he drops, if he drops another album. Love is Rage 3, then this album should get put in like rock or whatever they would put it in a different genre. So, yeah. Well, well, well said. I respect you for giving me your time coming on here as the notorious uh, Uzi fan, you know. Um, you know me because I'm a Drake stand, so I can't speak to some of the behind the scenes of Uzi, but you can, and you definitely came on here and gave us a behind the scenes look of of what it's like to you know know about that um, Uzi behind the scenes, you know. So I definitely appreciate you for coming on here and um, giving your thoughts and opinions on Little Uzi verse Pink album, and I'm gonna give the floor to you to let you uh, get off. Um, oh yeah. Uh, Definitely get off your TikTok page one more time and just let them know what it's going to be about. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, with TikTok page, uh, Hidden Leak Village. I'm going to be posting very, very soon. Uh, yeah, one second. Not to cut you off, but I'm going to say it again because it. You want to know that you don't know. Yeah, I'm uh, not to cut you off, but I'm going to say it again because it kind of went off. But it's uh, Hidden Leak village so hidden leak village on tiktok all right my bad you can go now it was just choppy a little bit oh you get but yeah all the leaks that you want to know from your favorite artists from the uzis 
Juice World, Trippy Red. I'm gonna have some Drake on there, Baby Keem. We're gonna go everywhere with it. So if you wanna hear some music that you haven't heard when you're waiting for other music, you know what I'm saying? Just come over to the Hidden Week Village. You feel me? But, That's that on that. Hey, I appreciate you for having me on here. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm yeah. proud to be in one of the notorious Mass Effect podcasts. You feel me? I feel I feel honored, man. Uh, you know, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You know, I appreciate the people who uh, support and, um, you know, I mean, we close friends. So we, we talk off mic all the time. And I definitely had to have you on, you know, because when you talk about music, I was kind of getting like a, a a notion that this man knows more than the average fan. <laughs> so I was like, I need to have this man on to talk about like Uzi and just like, really we could talk about anything in general, but specifically Uzi, cause you know, that's your favorite artist. So I'm glad I was actually able to make that happen. And uh, we'll see how people uh, take in this segment. As always, uh, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think about this overall little Uzi Vert pink tape review? And what was your favorite track off of the album? And do you think that Little Uzi Verse Pink Tape is album of the year? What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.